Okay. I don't know what we're going to call this. <laughs> I don't either. I, you know, I, I think maybe that's something that the audience can help us with because yeah. I thought about I Well, I'll, I'm not lying. Like, I didn't think yeah. that much about it. Okay. Um, I thought, <laughs> I think the content is more important than the That's name, right. And I'm cool with what the majority yeah. is. Yeah. We're probably going to call it something thing. very basic. So hope nobody's offended by that. <laughs> So, but the more important point that we tried talking about just a few minutes ago, Alan, was who is this going to be for, right? And I tried answering, but I don't know if that fully encapsulates the people that we want to be a part of this. Um, but I guess we can start there, right? What we're going to talk yeah. about would probably be useful or it will resonate with people who are trying to get into the esports industry, would you say that's true? Um, you know, it, it, Andy, you and I have had lots of conversations yeah. about just tons of topics in esports, mm -hmm. and we come from very different sides of the esports industry. That's Me right. From more of the publishing, marketing, uh, businessy side of things, and you, you know, from the community player perspective. Yep. And yet, we always find common ground or topics that we both love to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because we both uh, fundamentally um, enjoy and want to see the esports ecosystem grow. And so, you know, if I were to try and describe who's going to be interested, it's, look, if you like esports in yeah. however format or form and uh, it that, you, that that it comes in, then it's this is probably a cast for you mm -hmm. because we're we're probably going to talk about just a wide range of things. Yeah, um, and we both have, I think, enough experience mm -hmm. experiences uh, within the esports ecosystem that we can talk somewhat yeah. informed about yeah. about multiple topics. So you know, if people want to type in things that they'd like to hear right. about, we could probably talk about that too. Mm -hmm. No. So yeah. Yeah, let's let's be meta, man. You see, pun intended. Let's be meta. Let's be meta. Uh -huh. No, I, I wanted to pick on something you just said. You yeah. mentioned that we have experience, and this is a problem in the esports industry, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is kind of a I don't know how right. light we could be on this one because right. you know I yeah we could immediately start making people salty just <laughs> exactly, which is about. no, but. Yeah. You know, it's an inconvenient truth. It is. Um, and I don't mean to be, I, I guess, I, I'll start by saying just for myself, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Of course. To anybody. Of course. Um, but yeah, experience matters. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, I, I'm a big Marvel fan. So, right. you know, if, you guys, if people are out there um, who are also Marvel fans will know this reference, right? When, when Thanos, before he kills Loki, right? And he right. goes, I'm going to Earth. And Loki goes... Oh, well, I have some experience in that matter. And Thanos goes, oh, if you call failure experience, well, no, I call experience experience. And that's kind of, you know, the same thing with, with esports mm. and games. It's, right. Um, you know, whatever, if you spent time in it, in whatever shape, way, shape or form, mm -hmm. then you've got experience and you've got a perspective and you've also had some uh, interactions with mm. people in the ecosystem. And that's valuable. Yep. Right. In whatever limited way that is. 
versus, you know, and again, this is not disrespecting people, but if you haven't been in that ecosystem and you're coming in brand new mm. and you come with, you come with a different set of perspectives, which um, are valuable, but knowing which of those perspectives are applicable and are right for esports is important. Mm. It's important, um, not least of which, because uh, you can um, save yourself a lot of heartache oh, yeah. and potentially, you know, save the ecosystem a lot, you know, uh, from from spinning cycles on yep. things that that others have already done and or others have already tried. Um, I see this a lot, like right now. I mean, maybe not right now, but the last few years. Oh yes, definitely. There's a lot of money pouring into influx, esports. Yeah, and, and with that influx of people comes. Uh, I mean, money is influx of people. With mm -hmm. you know, they all have great ideas, but some of these ideas um, have been tried before. Right. And um, by people who who maybe have been in industry longer, and you know, maybe they worked and maybe they didn't, but you see the reinvention of the wheel over and over again. And that's hurting the that. industry. It is. It's mm -hmm. it's hurting the overall industry. And it, it, you're exactly right. And sorry, I'm going to talk a little bit about Please this. Please do. But <laughs> I, I want to hear, you know, you're obviously this is a conversation. But it hurts the industry in the sense that, you know, I think one of the biggest things we talk about that the industry needs is money. Mm -hmm. And and for as a whole, as an industry, if we spend that money unwisely by mm. trying the same thing that didn't work before, but trying it in a different you know, because they were ignorant or just didn't know that had been tried before. That's wasting money. Mm -hmm. And time. Right? That's wasting money that could be going to something that might work, that mm -hmm. does work, or is already working. And um, that's what I think frustrates me. It definitely frustrates me <laughs> because you're like, God, why are they doing that? Yeah. Like, didn't they know five years ago that, you know, you know, there was a much better run thing, but it didn't get traction? Right. And, guys don't do that mm. go do something else or or you know what i wish they would do is hey go talk to people in the industry who have done this do some due diligence right. do some work because there are a lot of people who, with um, experience in whatever it is that you want to do most likely mm -hmm. you should either talk with them or hire them right even better right hire mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. to you know help you get this done but i i see that happen very um, not rarely, but not nearly as often. Mm. Sure. And it's just, it's sad. It's a waste. It's a waste of time and resources. Man, we're just starting this, Alan. Why are you going so deep already, dude? I don't know. I'm already, you know, <laughs> probably half the people have logged off or dude, tuned off and like, no. God, that guy's such a jerk. Why yes. He, he's so mean. <laughs> no, but this is why we need this platform alan because there's just so much to talk about man so i don't know this sounds like just venting to me Maybe sure sure but it's venting that's got context and that's what people are lacking right when they're trying yeah. to get into esports or just trying so yeah trying to so. understand what esports really is what they need is context and and tying it to what you were saying experience gives you context right um, That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're very spot on. Um, but before we jump in even deeper, I think we can just say, uh, you know, experience is really crucial, and it doesn't even mean that you should be doing something grand, or you should always be uh, innovating, or you know, 
worse reinventing the wheel and when you say that you know we're sad when we see people do that but it's not because we think that we're so good or that we know what we should do maybe we don't know what we should do right but the point is we're trying different things that we know haven't been tried and might work so yeah or or, or I, just to add on to that is you know i may not know there's okay now, now i'm really going to be it's thrown under i'm I'm going to be thrown under the bus because I'm throwing other people under the bus, maybe. But good. You know, I love uh, that, Alan. So you know, gosh, I'm not being diplomatic. Hopefully, no one's listening to this anyway. But uh, you know, take a year or two ago. Um, I think there is this—I uh, can't remember the name of it—hyperplay. Yeah, yeah. Hyperplay, which was which was an idea to bring um, different League of Legends teams from different countries around okay. the region and bring them to um, Singapore, mm-hmm. the Singapore National Stadium, and have them play. Mm-hmm. And then have a concert. Right, um, right. In addition to that. And, and on the surface, great idea. I mean, that's great. Yeah, it's that's, fun. A really, that's a really cool thing to do. But, the, but it didn't really work out the way it, mm. it could have, should have. Um, and I'm not to say that I could have done it any better because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But if someone had asked me, I could have pointed them to the three or four people who could have done it. Right, right, so, right. And, and I know those people, and we all looked at it, and we were all sad. And we were all sad, again, because not, not because it's a bad idea, but just because the people that the organizers got to do it just didn't know what they were doing. Okay. And there were some fundamental concepts in there, mm. um, like having a concert. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Do you know what artists... Right, the community yeah. would like to like to see. They clearly didn't because mm-hmm. the artists they brought didn't really m- match with the esports audience, which right. is, you know, it's an intangible thing. It's kind it of is. hard to know unless, again, you come you are coming from the community. Like, yeah, you know, um, I don't think the audience really cares about Nick Jonas. Right? <laughs> I mean, not that he's not talented, he's not a cool no. guy, but yeah. he's probably not the guy that you're going to bring if you want to. You know, attach a concert to an esports esports so event. It, yeah. It's those type of things that, where um, on the surface, its ideas are important, concepts mm-hmm. are important, and having the right concept is important. But in the end, it gets down to execution, execution. and bolts. Yeah. No, I totally agree with everything you just said, Ellen. Um, but that's what makes it hard for anyone to want to try to do something right here in esports, right? Because it's so intangible. You just can't pinpoint, you know, if you, you can't even just, you can't even say to somebody's face that you know what you're doing or, or maybe I didn't deliver that right. But you, do you get the point? Like you can't easily say that, you know, someone knows what they're doing especially if you're new to the industry. That's a super fair point. And, and even people who know what they're doing in the industry don't always get it right. Yeah. So I, I would, you know, um, I would add on very quickly that just because, you know, you get someone who is from the industry mm-hmm. and maybe has some experience, there's never any guarantee for success. It could still fail horribly. Yeah, okay? that's right. There's, there's, you know, life is like that. There's, there's no guarantees on anything. Um, 
But at least, you know, when you go into like anything else in life, if you go unprepared and you've done your due diligence and you've done everything you can think of, um, and you've talked with and worked with people who, um, you know, have relevant experience and, and the right background and it still fails. Okay. Well then, you know, Hey, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how things roll sometimes. Yeah. But if you go in there without doing any of that, then, and it fails. Well, mm. you know, that that's kind of disappointing because those are all avoidable, right? Yes. So that's the point. Going, that's the point. Going in, trying, actually trying versus going in blind. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and this is not unique to esports. Mm-hmm. Like anything, you know, even... I go small things like I go to the supermarket and mm. you know I want to buy something that I've never bought before. Right. I'm not just going to go there and just pick the first thing I see. Yeah. I'm going to ask my friends, "Hey, have right. you have you tried this breath mint before? Does it make my breath smell less funky?" Mm. Um, or right, you're going to you're going to do a little bit of research. That's right. Even for the simplest things. That's right. And, you know, esports being far more complicated requires that much more research. Yes. It's, that, it's really that simple for me. So people like if aren't... If I were going to go... If, I was, if it, the, reverse, the reverse was going to happen, if I was going to go out and start my own tennis team... Right. I don't know jack about tennis. I, I would... <laughs> but, you know, it would cost a lot of money, obviously, to invest yep. in, in setting up a tennis... Maybe not tennis. Right. A soccer team, a football team. Yep, yep. I certainly wouldn't try to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I would hire, I would go out and do my research and try and find, you know, experienced coaches and experienced business people and people who know how to market in the world of soccer and football. I, I wouldn't just go in there and, oh, yeah, you know, uh, it's just like, it's just like esports, mm. right? I know esports, therefore I know soccer and football and I can run a successful soccer and football team. Pro- that would be a mistake. And mm-hmm. I think most people would tell you that that would be a mistake. Right. But somehow they're just not seeing that when people are saying, I want to start an esports team or I want to enter esports. Why do you think that is? Do you think people just don't know that they don't know? Um, I think that's part of it. Okay. I think also we tend to overestimate everyone, myself included. Everyone has a tendency to overestimate what they know and downplay what they don't know. Mm. And so um, people coming into the industry, first of all, if you're coming into the esports industry, somewhere you've convinced yourself that you have something to contribute. Yep. Right? Yep. You, you, You wouldn't enter if you didn't feel you had something to contribute. That's right. And so, you know, you, you, um, like, you know, I've been, a, I've been really experienced in this particular area of, I don't know, sports mm. and I'm super successful and I know what I'm doing. I have that competency. I feel that that competency, um, would, you know, esports would benefit from that competency. Perfect. That's fine. That's great. And I would argue that esports needs more of that. Yep. But I think you have people go in a little bit overconfident about their competence mm. and what they're bringing. Like, okay, you know, it's just a bunch of kids in these sports. They, <laughs> right? Right? Okay. You know, partly you true, just, though. Partly true. Partly true. Yes. 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 So I, I, I'm going to flip it. You know, we should flip it conversation yep. around in a second, too. 
just sure. to be fair. Sure. So, but the, it's, it, it's a bunch of kids and, you know, it's not very professional. And mm-hmm. I, I think I can bring that, for example, bring that because I know right. what I'm doing. I'm experienced right. Right. all of these things. And therefore, uh, I'm going to show them how it's done. I think mm. you get a lot of that. I'm going to show them how it's done. And then they walk in. And therefore, they've already kind of closed themselves off to the fact that there may be other areas of competence that right. people have in esports that they could benefit from. Because they're like, I'm going to show them how it's done. I've been very successful here. I'm going to be successful in the next thing. Um, there, I think there's a scientific word for it it's some sort of fallacy right um, right but I think there's a lot of that successful people think that they're going to be continue to be successful yeah you know, it's a natural w- thing when you were talking about you know someone who has had experience with something you know their field and then coming into esports or any other industry for that matter it's kind of like someone moving into a different country isn't it like if you're from Asia and then you're entering somewhere in the Western side and you're trying to change everybody, you know, trying to change how they do things to the way you do, you used to do things. Would you say that's kind of like the analogy that people can use to describe that? I really like that. And I like that because I'm guilty of it myself. Mm. So most people oh, this can is tell interesting. I'm probably American, right? Yeah. I, I've been outside America for 16 years. Mm. And um, long enough to kind of look at America as almost a foreign country myself. Wow. So, um, but when I got here, Ameri- America is a singular, is singular in a lot of ways, but is also uh, the, the hubris, the right. arrogance of right. Americans is also something that I've, um, noted now looking at at the country and noted now in myself mm. coming in coming to Asia Wow um, one of the first things that you know when I got to Singapore it, you know one of the I, I would Say things like like why don't you guys do it this way? Right? Like this is how we do it in the States without a sense of irony Well, without that. a sense of irony <laughs> without a sense of like <laughs> arrogant thing to say. It's just like a very natural thing for me. Yeah, like, this is how we do it there. It works really good. Yeah. We're, you know, we're a really successful country. You guys could do this too and be just as successful. Mm. Right. And the nuances of culture, language, like all those things, sensibility, history, um, didn't really play into my thought process. And I don't think mm. it plays into many Americans' thought process. It's simply, we do it this way. It works. It's really good. You, you should do it too. And yeah, to your point, I think maybe that's happening with, you know, people coming into esports too. We do this in, I know, FNB and it works really well. You guys should do this right. too. Um, not that it's a bad idea. It's just that they haven't taken all the other nuances. Like mm. you know, me as an American, I don't take that. In, didn't take that into consideration. Right. Okay. So we've come full circle. They need experience. They need to experience the culture of the new country slash the new industry. And it doesn't even matter what you want to do. Just do it first and be a part of that. And and then you'll learn. And then you'll know what you want to do. Or, yeah. and And even on top of that, you can bring the value that you undeniably bring as well as an outsider. Because you have perspective, right? 
but you have to understand how things work first within you know the country or the industry that you're trying to enter and then you can bring the value you bring with you and make it work you know and innovate from there because that's that's really very necessary that's a good way to put it mm. and i think it works both ways as well that's, exactly yeah right within the esports industry we you know we tend to I think we, you know, we've talked about it before. This mm. endemic, non-endemic. Yeah. <laughs> use. You know, no, no other industry has those terms. No. Uses those terms. Very interesting. Yeah. It's like either, you know, you're part of the club, you're not or part not. of the club. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's actually very damaging for your sport. Is. It is. Because, you know, I just spent, you know, we just spent the last 10, 15 minutes ranting on people coming in. But frankly, they, they, they do bring things, though. Exactly. We're not right? we're like not the most Street welcoming Fighter. country. <laughs> we are not the most welcoming country. Yes, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> esports is not a very welcoming we have a country. Very strict border laws, guys. Yeah. So please pardon well, it's us. It's not even a law. It's no. not even written anymore. It's not. <laughs> we just uh, we just throw to... rocks at you when you try to come in, right? <laughs> yeah. And and people you know? just say, "Dude, I'm bringing something here. Come on." So yeah. so we need to also you know I would say as people within the industry, mm. we need to be open to the ideas that, 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 you know, people outside the industry yes. have. Yes. Because, you know, maybe they don't know our industry, but they were successful in the industry. Exactly. So they're not idiots. They have something. And, and a lot of the processes and a lot of the ideas and a lot of the business structures mm. that work in those industries, frankly, um, we need to be trying. Yes, because right. a lot of that stuff hasn't been tried, mm. right? That's so right. for me, it's not a matter of, you know, it, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, but God damn it, we should be trying, trying, things. yeah, we should be trying all sorts of things because right. we don't have it figured out. That's right. So yeah, it's that balance, right? Ideally, you can create these hybrid people that. Mm -hmm you know, know esports and the, but also have this outside experience and can kind of meld the two, but mm. it's pretty rare right now to find individuals like that. That's right. And I think that's why, you know, we you know, we're in this kind of very infant stage of esports yep. where you know, we don't have the right people yet. Mm. And that's not because people aren't smart or aren't trying. It's just that we're at a stage in the industry where um, we don't have these individuals that are multi-skilled that have yeah. had the breadth of experience that all these other industries have the benefit of. And frankly, that's nobody's fault, right? Because the industry is just so young that there's just not enough time yet for people to try enough things. Don't you think? Yes, I think so. Mm. But the, 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 the challenge is, but it's still frustrating. Of course, of course. And um, so... You know, we need to be patient with yep. ourselves and patient yep. with other people. Um, and everyone needs a little bit more humility, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, we all need to be, yeah. So, so it's just still, it's still frustrating. Yeah, I'm it, still is. Frustrated. it is. It is. It is. But you're saying is, what you're saying is that if everybody could just be a bit more chill, you know, not rushing into things, not wanting to get you know, 10x returns by the end of the year, then maybe we can have enough room to actually try some of these things that we talked about. Yeah, you know, someone I respect very much in the esports industry mm. always says this to people getting in. 
is you need to have a very long horizon for esports. Yes. And you know the type, um, there, and I think there we should be welcoming to people outside of the industry oh, yeah. because we need their experience and we need their ideas. Yep. There is one type of person that I don't think we. Okay. And that it's those um, in the in the U.S. we call them carpetbaggers. Carpetbaggers. Yeah, you should look it up. But essentially, it. It, it, it's it's individuals who are coming in just for the ride. It's a hot thing. Oh. There's money to be um, to be got. Yeah, yeah. And they just want to get that hot money. An opportunist. An opportunist. Yes. So those are the type of people we don't need. Mm-hmm. Because they're not in it to grow anything. No. They're not in it to uh, benefit the ecosystem. Yeah. They're not in it to be more than to be. Their plan is not to be in it more than a year or two and then get out with it. Right. Those are the most toxic and dangerous individuals. So in let, let me ask you something, because that's very interesting. If that's what people are doing, there must be a reason for that. There must be some kind of a return that they're seeing. So many more people come in. Is that what's been happening, or do they do these people come in and see that it's not actually as hot as they thought, and then get out, or did they actually get out bringing something with them? Um, I, I don't know if I I know enough to generalize. Okay. Um, because everyone has different motivations. Of course, but you know they're. Having having worked with different or met different types of investors, um, you know, there one viable strategy, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Okay, is everyone has. If your motivation is to just get in and make money in in a very quick, short amount of time, it's not unique to esports. You no. could do it in any industry, really. So, in if that's your strategy, if that's your goal, then your strategy is great. I'm just gonna okay. I'm gonna use somebody else's money. Mm-hmm. Which is always the best thing to do. <laughs> so I go find an investor who isn't necessarily educated on the area that I'm wanting to go in. Um, I pitch them a story. Mm. True or not doesn't really matter. Right? But it's I compelling. Pitch them a story. It's compelling. Yeah. I get their money. Right. Then I go into that industry, and I make as much noise and make as much um, heat and noise and sound as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. To make it look like you know there's a bunch of progress being made, and then I go and I find another investor, or even better, someone to buy what I just created, mm. and then I'm out. Right. Right. So um, that's happened in a lot of places. I, I think you know one of the uh, biggest and most visible and worst examples of this is WeWork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, if shit. people aren't familiar with WeWork, if you read about it and read about yeah. the CEO and what he did, oh, he's um, but rich, yeah, man. he's rich now, but he created a mess. Yep. Right. A lot of people have lost a lot of money because of his nonsense. Mm. But that happens in every industry, and it happens in sports too. That's true. So I, I, you know, the thing that I get most frustrated about is, you know, that type of. Mm scenario yeah. when you see it and it's easy to see mm-hmm. again if, if you have any experience in industry you can immediately point out those things that yeah that that kind of fit that pattern 
All right. And that just hurts the entire ecosystem. It really does. It does. And with us here trying to build this baby, not build, grow this baby, groom this baby, then it it really is frustrating. Now, Alan, 28 minutes in and we're still ranting about people, Alan. Come (laughs) on, dude. Sorry. This is not all there is to this <laughs> yeah there's a lot more let's okay. talk about some other stuff so so you know what we haven't really introduced ourselves i'm andy uh, and this is alan cho is that how we pronounce it yes you got it right because some people do pronounce it wrongly like alan chu alan chow yeah i get that chow one. chu you know well anyway that's our names but what do we do exactly so a backstory we actually met way back. Well, <laughs> I say way back, but that's like last year, early last yeah, year. Yeah, it was last year, I think. Yeah. yeah. January. And Alan, we, there was a different world where I was hosting another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan was the first guest ever on that podcast. So what's very interesting is we didn't even know each other before that. And I kind of just hit you up on LinkedIn and there you go. First episode, boom. And then we kind of just... I was really, and I still am honored to be, you know, wow. the first. It was really cool. I, I had a great time. It was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was really good. And that's why we continued for another few episodes, but eventually had to cut it out. Um, but hey, we found time to do another one. But let's talk about that. Um, Alan, why are you in esports? Um. Yeah, it's a it's a good question, um, and I would I would say you know just just spend one or two minutes on my background. Yes, please. Um, so from the states, and then came to Singapore sixteen odd years ago. Mm. Um, worked at Microsoft um, here in Singapore, taking care of Xbox. Then Ooh. I was Blizzard, at Blizzard. Wow. Um, taking care of publishing. Uh, for Southeast Asia. Okay. And so, you know, over the course of the 10 or plus years, I got to see or get exposed to esports, got to um, see esports from a lot of different angles. Mm. Certainly, you know, from Xbox as a platform, Blizzard as a game developer. Yeah. Um, Publishing and, as well. You know, thankfully get involved in a lot of, you know, tournaments mm-hmm. um, that we hosted and get to meet players and teams. And full stop, it, it, I feel that esports is at this stage where making a living out of it is a viable career option. Mm-hmm. That's a fairly recent phenomena. It is, but it lack it lacks. Um, you know, when I meet players um, in teams in my previous jobs, you would get questions about how you to progress, how to get discovered, mm. how to become professional, and. Um, I never had a very good answer, and I felt that now was a time that um, that type of infrastructure should be built up. Mm. And so I left Blizzard to do that um, at Meta, which is the platform that we've built. I mean, it's a lot. It's a tiny piece of the ecosystem that's necessary. A tiny piece of the infrastructure that's needed, and you know, uh, Sleepy is another piece of it. So there are mm. a lot of pieces that need to be put in place. But I wanted to. I felt that a this is the right time, and b I had something to contribute. And you know, let's do it. I also got yeah. 
tired of working for big multinationals. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you said that because these it's names, bro, they're not—they're not exactly foreign names. They're not small names. They're actually names, again, using the term. They're endemics. They are endemics. Yeah, and um, you know, probably a whole nother podcast. Sure, could we'll be do spent that. on the value of endemics. Yes, or, and but also the cons mm-hmm. of endemics too. Yes. I'll save that for later. That's okay. me. Yes. All right. So uh, to give some context, I'm Andy. Uh, so I was an enthusiast, I would say. This is another word people use, Alan. I don't really like it anymore. I used to flaunt it. I used to always say, hey, I'm an esports enthusiast. But now it's kind of like lost its charm. Anyway, I played Counter-Strike, almost went professional. But being an Asian, living in Asia... It's. It was a time when esports wasn't what it is today, and so it was really tough to just say to your mom and dad, "Hey, mom, hey, dad, I want to pursue gaming. I want to drop out of school, and you know, and risk getting crossed out from your family card." That's a thing here in Indonesia. So. Uh, I continued my studies, graduated, but then I kind of got a push and wanted to try and pursue esports once again, and then met Alan early last year, and over the past year, a few things happened, and in August 29th, 2019, no, 28th actually, I started a community, we call it the Sleepy Studios, Um, it's very similar to what Alan faced when he was meeting players. I was a player, so I know what he was talking about, about, you know, where do I start? How do I start? And so starting Sleepy Studios was also kind of trying to provide a place for uh, a player or even before they're a player, but, you know, they have interest or they just want to find things out, then we should provide a place for that. We should have a place that they can... firmly and confidently say okay yeah that's the place i want to go to if i want to start something here and here being esports so yeah the past six seven months has been really fun and majority of that was because i was working with mr ellen cho here so kindred spirits right but (laughs) you know let me turn around let me ask you okay so because i think this is you know, a nice topic to talk about. Sure. Is um, what do you think? Like, so you 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 started sleepy, and you saw a need. Yeah. Like for esports, what for you? What are the things that you think esports needs? Oh, damn! That's a hard question, bro. I just compartmentalize it to what <laughs> sure. sleepy does. Sleepy Studios. Okay. So, from the perspective of starting communities uh, like Sleepy Studios. I think esports need to uh, how do I say this? I think esports needs to realize that it can't be subsidized forever. Mm. Cuz there's one thing that we know for sure and we've taken for granted even we, I mean, I don't know about you but I know that I do this. I've taken for granted the fact that all the content within esports are free and I think that's good 
in the early stages because we want esports to grow so we need as much exposure as much eyeballs as possible but people kind of got used to it ellen to a certain point where it's toxic because everything that's got to do with esports they expect it to be free and this doesn't allow as much room for people who wants to be in esports to make a living out of it and so it's harder for people to kind of make a career out of esports but also it contributes to that perspective within the asian context the asian parents context of saying why do you want to do esports you can't live with esports and so this whole thing i think again goes back to money but more from the sense that we shouldn't take things for granted and we should be paying for some of these things now how we pay for it we still have to figure out because right now i don't think there's actually a good like a perfect model for it like maybe it wouldn't ever exist but nothing's efficient yet i think that's a very naive statement but i i really believe that mm. so to wrap it up i think what esports need is its community to support it yeah that's me that is a extra, that's awesome awesome thank topic. you <laughs> to open up because yeah i i tend to agree with you um no i want not tend i 100% agree with you all right and um but the, the the thing is, I don't have an answer either. It's to some extent <laughs> yeah, it's hard to change conditioning, right? Um, but I think you know, between the two of us, we we're starting to try and do experiment yes. with things like Definitely. that. Yep. Um, and this is part of it. Yeah. Oh, this podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, is it? Just having a conversation about this, Alan, you know, we're trying to get people to, I guess, not bring attention, not make people realize, but more make it so that these types of conversations are common and normal. And so people are not afraid to engage in these types of conversations. Mm. Well, I mean, so I don't know if there's anyone listening or even sure. wanting to give feedback, but I, I would like to hear from the community like yeah would what would you pay for mm, that's a good question like would you pay registration fees would you kickstart yes. something would yes. you if 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 ti was pay-per-view would you pay right right just like right. what is it that you would pay for to support not okay maybe ti is a bad example because you know they're clearly good at raising millions of dollars <laughs> prize pool with the compendium yeah but you know Let's say local esports, mm. regional esports, country level esports, um, esports for youngsters. Like, mm. what would you do to support that? What yeah. would, or maybe another way to say, what would you pay for? What would be valuable? To you? Right. Like, what do you value that you would fork over a few bucks for? Mm. I think that's the kind of the, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out, yeah. every one of us that are trying to make a living in esports is trying to figure out. So those of you out there who, you know, enjoy esports and believe in esports, you know, what's the right 
form, you know, how should people like us be approaching you? What is it? Right. What's the offering that you would like to see that you would be willing to, you know, support financially? Because mm. that is, you know, you know, money is maybe the root of all evil. Keeps lights on and, and produces good things. It does. And um, esports is struggling to, you know, generate that money. Yeah. Let. So, this is a very interesting thought experiment. What if, Alan, people just don't find value in esports? Hmm. This is something that I have been pondering. Because, you know, as you said, it's very hard to get people to just pay for anything related to esports, partly because it, they're just so used to it, but partly because, well, and this is what I think, people maybe don't, they don't categorize esports as something that they're willing to fork money on. Mm. Like coffee. People pay hundreds of bucks a month for coffee. And that's because it's probably a need. But really, coffee isn't really a need. Or maybe I'm uh, speaking out of my ass here. But <laughs> at least that's what I'm thinking. You know, it can be other, anything other than coffee. But the point is, people are willing to spend money on things, Alan. But they're not spending, yes, money, they on, they're not spending money on esports, at least not yet. Or maybe never. And that's the question. Will there come a time... Where people pay for esports. You know, I, I tend to be optimistic about that. Mm -hmm. I I think that it's not a question of if, but when. when. Okay. And what? And what? Yes, definitely what. So so you know, you mentioned coffee. I'm old enough to remember when there wasn't a Starbucks. Mm. Okay, when coffee was, you know, you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you pay, you know, fifty cents for a cup of Joe and right. Seven Eleven and that was coffee, right? And there were some, or Folgers and, you know, ground up crystal. Oh, yeah. So, and only some really Italian, European snobs, you know, would actually have their own grinder and grind their right. own coffee, roast that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I'm American. I can say that stuff. I'm sorry. Um, for all the Europeans out there, that's, that, that's how <laughs> insular we are in Americans. But, but then Starbucks came along. Yeah. And they started charging four or five bucks for that's a cup of coffee. crazy. But hey, guess what? People pay. People do pay. But w was the coffee that much better? Mm, I mean, it's debatable, right? It's debatable. It's it's a matter of taste. But what's not debatable is that people were paying four or five dollars yeah. more. And I would argue that um, partially, yeah, it was maybe the coffee. But more likely, it was the experience that they brought for consuming that coffee. Yep, the brand. Start. The, the brand and, you know, the, the Starbucks store. Yeah. It became a place where you could hang out. Yes. Right? Be social. Right? It was much more than the coffee. Of course. And that's what people started um, attaching to start the coffee itself. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're willing to pay. And, and then all of a sudden, the brand, it accrued value to the brand. And then people were like, yeah, of course. Starbucks. I mean, I, Starbucks is good coffee and I'm willing <laughs> to pay for good coffee. But really what they were paying for is the experience around Starbucks so, without even necessarily knowing it. And I think, you know, that evolution will happen in some way, shape mm -hmm. or form with, with, uh, with eSports because it's, you cannot argue that 
millions and millions of people are participating and enjoying these. That's without a doubt. You can go to That's Twitch true. or Facebook or whatever. And whenever there is um, that number of people enjoying something, there is value in it. Mm-hmm. And now it's a question of how, what, is, what type of value or what form of value will people, those millions of figure it out. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's, a, I'm optimistic that someone mm-hmm. will figure it out and that they will unlock the value. Um, what I, what I am a little more pessimistic about is like, is a variation of what you said, mm. which is, um, maybe people are, if it's people are conditioned for everything to be free. Yeah. It takes time for that conditioning to be worn off. Mm. Right. It, it, it just, it really is just that, um, you know, there's no, you could put the greatest thing in the world in front of them and they still might just, you go like, yeah, mm. but I don't want to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to, it's just going to take time to get that to wear off where people mm. go, okay, you know, I, uh, it's like anything else, right? Do your homework, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework. Mm. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. And finally it's like, just, I got to do it. Okay, I'll do it. I just yeah. do it. I'll do it. And it maybe if it's that, then it's there's nothing but time, mm. and that's kind of scary. It is because we talked about this a little bit um, about being early, Ellen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you want to talk about it, but if you do, actually tell me, do you want to talk about it? I, I don't. I don't think there's anything we won't talk about on on this podcast. Noise. I think that's why we're doing it. Yes, that's so, good to hear. So the other thing that's a little scary is if, it, if you know, there's always something about being early. Of course. Um, like every dog has its day. Yeah. Right? Do yeah. Before, but timing matters. Mm-hmm. You've got to be around for your ship to come in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, and there are plenty of great ideas that were too early for that were just early. Mm. You know, in gaming, again, I'm old enough to remember the end game. Engaged by Nokia, Nokia, right? Which was, I, I think, essentially, it was Switch. Yeah. In in a very rudimentary, crude form. That's true. Um, and Switch is awesome now. Everyone's buying <laughs> it. You know, people love it, and it's doing well, very well commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, and Engage was just ahead of its time. Yeah. A lot of things weren't in place for it to be successful. Whereas now, if it came out, it probably. It probably wouldn't come out in the same form it came out in, but it would be more receive. It would receive better. Yeah. Um, you could say maybe the same truth is true for Stadia. Stadia. Great okay. idea. Maybe it's a little early. Maybe early. Isn't quite there. Wait, yet. what happened with Stadia? Just I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it for a while. Dude. But my point is, <laughs> but I, what I will say for Stadia, as a counterexample, it's backed by Google. It can last for. Yeah. It can wait. It can, it can last. For years and years and years, for people to finally go, oh, now I get it. Yeah. Or now it works the way I want. Yes. So esports is kind of in that state. Right. Like, it's crossed some thresholds, some very important thresholds. Okay. In terms of viewership, in terms of awareness by the mainstream audiences, um, I think it's crossed those thresholds. Mm. The question is, when will it cross the threshold of monetization? Like when you'll have something that people actually willing to pay for. Right. 
And um, the scary part is you and me, many other people are just early on that front. Mm. And I guess, um, yeah, that's a question of who is esports's Google. You mean in terms of, you know, coming up with the use case or come or just having the money to write it? Just making sure that it stays alive long enough until that threshold is crossed. Where we can I, I don't money. think staying alive is ever going. To okay, be yeah. A, yeah, you should probably rephrase that. Sure. Because the developers, the game developers will make yeah, sure it stays alive. That's true. And and they don't need esports to make money. Okay. So let me reframe the question then. How long or okay, now that you say that, I'm rethinking about the whole question. Cause when I asked that question about who is esports is Google, what I had in mind was I see a world where esports is the thing and the esports athletes are your current sports athletes making tons of money, but not just those top one, 0.01%. But it's everyone who are good enough and had the chance to prove that they are good enough. And getting there is a bit tough. Uh, as you probably know, you've been in this for quite some time, much longer than I have been. But so if, your your question is when do we get to that world that and that end state? Yes, and is it um, a place that is gonna come, or is it dependent on you know Google for Stadia? Hmm. I think that world definitely comes again. That's I have an optimistic okay. view of it. I, I think it has to come. Okay. Um, I don't think esports can survive without some for uh some some structure where okay you know talent is discovered and developed mm -hmm. uh, in a structured way yeah versus who you know and that's another topic entirely that's right um now you know when and how that happens is is very unclear mm. i think that you know and it's if it, is it going to be you? Is it going to be me? Yes, it will be. Mm. Again, it's an optimistic statement. If we can, you know, last, and if we can survive to whenever that threshold, mm. whenever that milestone or switch is flipped, right? Someday, you know, in that, in you know, in some future where all of this exists, people will look back and go, "God, this is so obvious. This is the way it should have been done. This is how it is. It makes a lot of sense." Yeah. How I know? Why didn't I think of that? Mm -hmm. um, but up until that point where this, you know, it becomes obvious to everybody, it's going to be very murky and unclear yeah. and hard. And and the hardest part is you don't like, you know, if you see light in the, in the tunnel, that's you know you have hope. Mm. You know that you know there's a exit somewhere. But when you're walking in a tunnel and you see no light, you don't know how long it's going to go. Mm -hmm. All you know is I just got to take another step, and that means I'm closer. But how close you is you don't know, and that uncertainty is very, very hard to deal with. Is and that I think that's where we are right now? Oh, okay, I was just going to ask that. 
I was gonna. I was hoping yeah. you would you would say something like, yeah, you, like there's that, a there's tiny spark, like, there's something, the you know, we're walking towards something, we're gonna get out of this. God damn it, no, Alan. I, I think we're getting closer, but and, <laughs> and, and if you ask me, you know, you know, one thing I won't talk about. Okay. Sorry, there is one thing, which is you know, uh, the strategy that you know mm. the, the, the specific strategy that Meta has to 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 get there, because obviously, of course. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, I am hopeful that you know there will be some glimmers very mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. in terms of light at the end of the tunnel, and when it does happen, I'll be the first to you know get on the mountaintops and shout it to everybody. Very nice. Very very nice. Well, we've hit fifty-two minutes. Have we now? Wow, that's yes. Good. So I'm not sure we want to continue uh, too long. As for the mm. pilot episode, I think we gave a pretty good idea of not who we are, but what we care about. So Yes, I think we did. Yeah, so I think we can leave it at that. Maybe we can wrap this up with something that's very current, Alan. Mm. I have a statement. Tell me if you agree. Uh, well, this is actually a meme I saw. In 2019, there were some people saying esports is not a real sports. But now in 2020, esports is the only sports. What do you have to say about that? In light of the current situation, which is, you know, I hope everyone out there is yes, please is healthy stay safe, safe, wash your hands, yeah. stay indoors. Yeah. It's no joke, guys. Right? No, it's, it's not. Like, you know, most I I know that you know when you're young, you you tend to. Um, not think things can happen to you. Yeah. But it's not even about you anymore. It's nope. about it's about your parents. It's about your grandparents. Yes. It's about you know all those people that may need a hospital bed that can't get it. Yes. So yeah, and this is one of those things we can't do alone. Nobody can do it. Alone. No. So anyway, um, getting back to your question, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean it really is the only sport. Right. <laughs> NBA is shut down. Yeah, dude. Uh, Football shut down. Yeah. Uh, everything. Everything. You, know, you can't. You cannot go and see pro nothing. Nope. I mean, even esports. A lot of the physical. Yeah, events have... that's true, actually. But um, but we like have a skill, things, right? Yeah. You, you can play online, man. Exactly. Right. And you can watch people play online. Mm-hmm. And I think um, this is perversely a real opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And and that's funny because this is coming back to what we said earlier, like in the middle of this podcast, that we are kind of letting people in into our world right now. And we're giving what we know out so people can still enjoy what they enjoy outside. Meaning Absolutely. sports people are now heavily investing their time in learning about how to do things online. And the athletes themselves are playing games and learning Counter Strike, <laughs> Dota, League of Legends, and dude, I'm happy that that's happening. Obviously, I'm not happy about the whole situation, but I guess we have to look at it, uh, you know, with a different perspective if we want to survive uh, the mental stress that we inevitably will feel. So I comfort myself uh, in that way. Knowing that there's more people who are aware of esports, uh, simply because, because. Yeah, and 
you know, every, there are opportunities in every situation. Mm. And this happens to be potentially one for, for esports. Mm. And the way I think about it is, you know, we put on, um, you know, community and amateur leagues, and we do that with you as well, yep. Andy. And, you know, look, if all we're doing is providing people entertainment and something to watch or something to do while they're stuck at home, because um, you can't go watch a movie, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't mm-hmm. go outside, you can't gather in a group, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, it, we're helping in our small way. Yes. So, um, yeah. And if we can help, we should. So yeah. that's kind of how I look at it as well. Mm-hmm. And help we shall. All right, Alan, 56 minutes. Thank you so much, dude. I think, yeah, I like this. What do you think? Oh, yeah, let's do it again. Oh, yeah, we will. So let's schedule another one, hopefully next week. And for those listening to this in a podcast form, I'm just going to tell you right now that we are probably going to do this in a live format as well on Discord. So if you're interested, reach out to me or reach out to Alan uh, we'll put it in the description and you'll find out how you can be a part of this conversation for our next episodes and live sessions. Anything to say, Alan? No, thank you for for organizing this and having me and you know you're the you're the genesis of it. So thank you. All right, man, that's very nice. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I look forward to more. Uh, it's just me mouthing off. <laughs> and that's wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.